0: podcast network
1: the cities with jim mertens
0: a production of wqpt pbs for the quad cities region a podcast in partnership with wqad what's going on in the quad cities activities events fun politics sports local issues and
1: opinions and now your host jim mertens I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The City's Podcast. The House and Senate face a tough task of finding bipartisan support on an infrastructure plan. Democrats say it's time to go bold, to truly bring America's transportation, information, and infrastructure system into the 21st century. Republicans say vital improvements are needed and investments need to be made, but not at a multi-trillion dollar expense passed on to future generations. In the cities, bridges and roads would get attention, but what about something else that's been a dream in the Quad Cities for some? Is this the next best chance to bring passenger rail to the cities? We talked with the executive director of the High Speed Rail Alliance, Richard Harnish, from his offices in Chicago. When you get this infrastructure bill, can we afford passenger rail?
0: Uh, we cannot afford not to do passenger rail. You know, we have really disconnected ourselves by focusing on making every, making everyone drive, it's resulted in an incredibly expensive uh, uh, system to operate and is really leading to a removal of wealth from the country. So if we want to reconnect rural areas to our urban areas, if we want people to have stronger relationships with families, if we want people to have better economic opportunities, we have to build high quality paths.
1: Now, we have been in the process, as you well know, in the Quad Cities, uh, there's a large group of people who want to see passenger rail come from Chicago to Moline. It's, 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 it's been almost fits and staggered to get there. It, it's been a long process. Are, are you confident it's gonna happen? You
0: know, what needs to happen is the voters in Moline and the other uh, Quad Cities on the Illinois side really need to be very vocal and say, it's time to get this train moving. Um, And we want a high quality train. We want it to be auto competitive. We want it to be frequent, but most importantly, we want it running soon. And if enough people make that clear down in Springfield, it will certainly happen.
1: I think a lot of the critics would point out that rail doesn't seem to be self-sustaining. You can talk about the Northeast Corridor. where you have a huge population between Washington, D.C., New York, and Boston, of course. But elsewhere, it's not as self-sustaining, and it always requires more government money.
0: I'm sorry. Are you talking about the highway network or the airport network, right? We have a system, transportation system, that requires huge sums of local state and federal money and railroads would be a more efficient way to spend that money
1: let's talk about the president that we have right now because there cannot be a more friendly rail president than joe biden i mean is, are you confident with this 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill that this is the best time that in a long time i mean you've been at this since 1993 when you created the high rail high speed rail alliance that this is your best opportunity to expand rail passenger rail in us
0: so we have a fantastic opportunity to expand passenger rail all across the country but you know illinois is very well poised to take advantage of that and get better connections to Moline, get the project that we've got started, finished, get it expanded to the next level. We have a fantastic opportunity people need to seize.
1: The key is the rail, right? I mean, the key is to modernize the actual rail system because I know that it's been delayed on the uh, northeast corridor and I think two of the reasons was that the track is a little too curvy in some areas for high-speed rail and also because of that the electrical connections that are needed uh, didn't quite match up technically right now but they think that they've got that solved and it's going to move forward with hopefully that high-speed rail uh, uh, coming in 2022. That seems to really be the thing is to get the technology right and to actually improve upon the rails that we already have?
0: So I want to be clear, uh, Moline would not have high-speed rail in the tradition. Absolutely, right, right. A a much larger network. Um, You know, Egypt has high-speed trains. I'm sorry, Egypt is building. uh, Saudi Arabia has them, Morocco has them. In addition to all of the places that people mentioned to me, this is a very well-established technology It's a matter of making the political commitment to make it work. And that's why the voters need to be so aggressive about telling Springfield that we need to make this work.
1: Yeah, because when you're talking about high speed rail, I mean we're talking about some of the uh, um, uh, rail systems particularly in urban areas, but it would be whipping left and right as quickly as possible up to 165 miles per hour was the uh, speed of the tests that were being done in Colorado is and, and it you know they they had hoped for 160 miles and they were pretty pleased at 165. You're talking about because let's be honest, it is two different baskets, high speed rail and passenger rail.
0: There are two different baskets, but they work together. You can't do one without the other, so. Um, uh, High-speed rail is the main trunk lines. And in the Illinois case, that probably goes Chicago to St. Louis, and then St. Louis to Kansas City. And then you've got shared use lines where you're improving freight service at the same time that you're implementing passenger rail service. And that's the bulk of the system and what should be happening with Boline. And not only making passenger trains work from, Iowa City to Moline to Chicago, but really improving the freight service as well. That's what we need to do.
1: When you're thinking of uh, passenger rail, you kind of think of, you know, the old times, 40, 50 years ago. It really is different. I mean, the pictures inside some of these uh, uh, new trains, very modern, very clean, uh, uh, very high tech.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, it's around the world, passenger trains have been evolving steadily constant improvements constant improvements the problem with us is in the us is much of our thinking is still stuck in the 50s Um, and so we've got to get out of that mindset and get into the modern mindset and get those really cool trains that they have you know in china trains every day on the hour leave beijing and they travel at two hundred and twenty miles an hour to Shanghai, that's four and a half hours. This is from Chicago to New York, in Four and a half hours. And you can catch one of those trains every hour. That's where we should be.
1: And you're also saying that it's better for the environment. I mean, obviously combustion vehicles have really you know hurt the environment and and there's such a huge move to go to electric vehicles, the trains have really evolved as well.
0: Yeah, and you know, the the issue with the car is that they're big and they're heavy so that makes it incredibly inefficient Uh, because they're big and you've got one car holding one or two people and then you have to have the equivalent of a couple of the cars around that the roads are not very efficient so one railroad track gives you about 10 highway lanes that's a lot less land Uh, cars you've got the drippings off the oil pans you've got the tires rubbing off and getting into the waterways on and on and on. And they kill a lot of people every year.
1: Like I said, you have been at this since uh, the mid 1990s. It, it's been a hard sell in legislatures and you really think now is the time?
0: Um, well, unfortunately now has been the time for a while, but um, we have a huge opportunity to get this program finally started um, in a re- meaningful way decades behind all of our competitors. Uh, China has already connected most of the country, big cities with high speed rail. Europe has already done the same thing. Uh, they are taking advantage of that huge productivity increase because they can travel easier, more affordably and safer.
1: Richard Harnish, the executive director of the High Speed Rail Alliance.
0: Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on
1: WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.